Network. Here's your host, Jeff Newbarth. Hi, Amanda. How you doing? Hey. Well, you're not Amanda. <laughs> not you're <me>. Lex. <laughs> and we got Gil Hans here. Yeah. Golf course architect. There are so many other ways I can describe you, but you'll get mad at me if I do anything other than that. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you guys? We're doing great. You're joining us from uh, just outside of New York City, Westchester. Well, a little golf tournament going on this week, huh? Yeah, there's. Uh, it's not a big one. It's just uh, not a big golf course. But yeah, a little tournament together here at Wingfoot. Yeah, of course, our U.S. Open, our national championship. And Gil's going to be too humble to say it, so I'll just say it. Gil uh, and his team, because he does always do this in conjunction with a great team, the Cavemen, uh, part of Hans Design. Uh, they were the ones who were uh, able to, I hate calling it restore the Tillinghast greatness uh, that is Wingfoot. How would, how would you describe what you guys did there? I would say we restored the Tillinghast uh, greatness at Wingfoot. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I I, what about enhancing? Well, his that name is Hans. Him? His name is Hans, wow. so it totally Man, works. That's the second pun I've missed today. Yeah. You yeah. might have to get some royalties on that. That's mm-hmm. actually sad. Some people have said that, and then usually it's followed by a giggle. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be a good tagline, though, for, for Hans Design, enhancing your golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we'll get that with our marketing people. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I was going to say, the gigantic team that you have... We'll get their minds together on that. All right. Well, Gil, thanks for joining us. We want to take your questions. So uh, hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Where else? On YouTube. YouTube. We love that. Um, text me. Text Gil. Text Lex. Yeah. Uh, get us your questions in. We're going to spend the next half hour with Gil. Um, you've been out the golf course today, though, right? I have. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. Um, I had to go through testing yesterday, and uh, results came back this morning negative. So I was able to come out to the golf course and... It's amazing. Steve Rabideau and his team have got this place just shining. It's uh, it's in great condition. I think it's going to be a really good test. And all the players are saying the right things, which is great. I mean, they're, they're respectful of the, the, the character of the golf course and how hard it is. And the history of this place has always been about a very, very difficult golf course. So I think they're going to see that over the next four days. Yeah, Steve came out this morning and said that his target score in his head is plus eight uh, for the champion. What was your reaction when, when you heard that? Uh I just kept quiet. I'm saying I'm sure he's now the most popular guy amongst all tour pros. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, you know, I, I I actually think it's probably going to be plus two, plus three uh, will be be the winning score. Although, you know what, the greens are so pure that, and these guys are so good that I think that you know that it might be a little bit lower than everyone is is thinking it's going to be just because the condition of the golf course is so great. Yeah, well, it's it's been a minute since we saw an under par score there at a U.S. Open, right? And the last time that I Let's see. That they was played there. I was 14 years old, so I had to do quite a bit of research. I thought I would throw that in there for you. We love to talk about my age. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, the course itself is 97 years old, right? So what what really goes into restoring those greens when you have um, something that you want to keep the integrity of, but enhance in a way that you know they talk about the water retention and keeping the iconic look of them? How how did you start that? Well, I'm a lot closer to 97 than you are, so I'm closer to when this golf course was built. But we, you know, the great thing about Wingfoot is we've had so much archival material. We've had great plans. We have great photographs, uh, 1929 U.S. Open program. So we had a lot of historic information that we could look at to try and go back to. And then when you get into that, you start to look at, okay, well, what were the scale? What was the scope? How big were the greens? What slopes worked, et cetera, et cetera. And then ultimately when we figure out the scale and the contour, that's when we go to work on on digging them up and replacing everything underneath, which, you know, like you 
said the old old style greens were made from topsoil and clay and they held moisture because there was no irrigation so they wanted to retain water whereas now with irrigation all we want to do is move water through the profile and get it to leave so we've got when you dig them out you do all this laser mapping and grading so we can put them back with a high degree of certainty that will get the contours back but now underneath them is all the drainage and sand and so these things as the weather forecast touch wood looks really good and, and we should be able to see by sunday some really really firm greens based on the maintenance practices the grass and then also everything that goes on underneath the greens so the the number one question i want to ask you then uh pete we have your question here we'll get to in a second is um we've spent a few u.s opens together kind of the last five or six of them and what i would have done this year if i was there is i would have gone and found your buddy bryson and would have said hey i want you to go walk a hole with gill and i want you to say what you would do to the hole and i want the architect to respond to what he's going to attempt to do to the golf hole what is your response when you see these drivable you know the the i blanking out of the hole the one that's 312 yards the the number six yeah number six Mm -hmm. he's going to Go forty may not even need a driver. Like what what is that like and, and how do you think that, that Tillinghast would, would react to, to today's, you know, golfers? How do you react to it when you see them doing what they do? Well, I, you know, I saw what what he said and I saw some of the drives that he's hit out there and he feels like that's the strength of his game, then he should go ahead and play to his strengths. And uh, he's a smart guy and he's he thinks that that's the way to handle the golf course. I'd I'd like to think that Tillinghast would feel like he has enough defense. Uh, that angles are important out here and that playing out of the fairway is critically important to scoring because it's at Wingfoot it's not okay just to hack it out of the rough and get it on the green because these greens are so complex and so sloped that you can get yourself in really bad positions on the green even though you're on the green so I think it'll be interesting to see how he proceeds out here when he's having to hit recovery shots now I mean he's good enough he may hit those bombs and actually hit the fairway and then it's going to be really difficult to defend a golf course against that type of length but I think you know, part of when you talk about a great historic venue like this and one that's got such an amazing architectural pedigree, the golfing gods tend to listen. And I think sometimes I, I'm guessing A.W. Tillinghast is a heck of a lot closer to the ear of the golfing gods. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. These things tend to, to level out uh, when, when U.S. Open courses are involved. You got, a, you got a question there? <laughs> I do. I do. Well, I was looking at these questions coming in yeah, on our Slack channel. Yeah, we got tons of questions coming and, in. And I actually, Matt Dawson stole one of my questions. Well, why don't you ask Matt Dawson's question <laughs> was, and you could say that you had it too. Well, I was watching some, I was like watching and doing some research and Matt said that he's heard that greens at winged foot got smaller over time and he asked if that's because of the way that they mow them. Um, and do you have to regress the edges of the green? That was also my question. What does that mean to say that a green shrinks over time? Yeah, so what, what happens, nobody planned for them to shrink. It's just, you know, you think about it, if you, you have 97 years of mowing and mm-hmm. you miss this much every single year, well, that turns into six or seven feet all the way around the edges. And then you get bunker sand splashing out of the bunkers and building up, and that changes the contours around the edges. So our job was to go back and peel all of that away. You know, peel away the grass, peel away the rough grass, reestablish what we felt like was a good connection between what was putting green four years ago and what wasn't putting green and how we make that transition from the edge of what was putting green to the edge of the green complex, looking at all these photographs I mentioned earlier. And once you connect all those dots, then you basically excavate the entirety of that green pad, which is what Tilling has built. All right. A um, couple other questions for you. Aaron Stemple 
Uh, he believes with the rough being so challenging, uh, JT will be in good position to finish top 10. Gil, he's asking you to make some picks. Who do you think can be consistent at Wingfoot if gambling were legal? Uh, the guy I've, I've been thinking for quite a while, even back when I thought maybe the U.S. Open was going to be in June and we were going to be doing the, the broadcast. Um, I remember those things. I think, I think Webb Simpson yeah. has got a really good Golf, chance for Golf this. Digest picked him today. Golf Digest said he's the most like Jeff Ogilvie, the most like kind of, you know, it was, it was a really interesting article on on kind of who who hasn't won at Wingfoot. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, who has won at Wingfoot, uh, you know, Fuzzy and, and Ogilvie. Um, it, it, Webb Simpson seems to kind of fit that profile. Can, can I give you my pick right now? Do you care? Yes, please. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it to anyone who wants to listen. Uh, Xander Shoffley is going to win the U.S. Open. Xander's like performance. It. What clubs does he play? plays a full bag Callaway clubs. But if you look at his performance in the majors, Gil, um, he, he's been top five the last, you know, probably eight or ten majors. He, he does something. Uh, did you see what his dad wore the other day on the practice range, what Stefan wore? I did not. His dad looked like he was literally going to a Hamptons party. Had the cool <laughs> hat, the white linen shirt, and the and the baggy kind of kind of pants. When you're dressed like that, you're dressed for success. It's true. Maybe yeah. he's just you know manifesting it. Yeah, and I always think that that probably was Andrew and Stefan because we've seen them. They kind of go at each other a little yeah. bit. Well, this this is a U.S. Open unlike any other. It's not on Father's Day. So Xander's have to spend all week worrying mm. about what he's going to get his dad for Father's Day. He can just play golf and win. So uh, that's my logic. <laughs> I actually watched him play. Uh, uh, the 16th hole, and he crushed it. I mean, he was way in front of everybody else. I'm in the telling group you, I'm get a great I'm shot into the green. green. And by the way, guys, uh, and this is not, you know, not pandering. Uh, the the bags that you guys came up with for your players here yeah. are super cool. How cool are those? Really, really cool. I mean, Andy Warhol yeah. inspired. And you might be able to win one. You know, Gil, we actually have a contest. Were you, you're actually eligible because you're not you a Callaway employee. We're not. We're not eligible. Well, I could just go steal one out of Sean Toulon's <laughs> office, which is my plan. You want to tell people about this contest? Yeah. So um, we have a bag giveaway, which is, um, I'm trying to actually find it right here, right now. Um, but we do these major bags and we make head covers specialized um, for each place with, you know, history in mind and the golf course itself. And we will be giving away at least one of these bags, I believe, um, through the Callaway community. Yeah. So go to CallawayGolf.com yep. slash community. Go win the bag. Mm-hmm. We're, also giving away, we're also giving away $2 million bucks. You want that, Gil? Uh, sure. Don't, don't sound so excited about it. Would you rather have the bag or the $2 million? Uh, the $2 million. All right. Well, Fambi, back again. Mm-hmm. The Contest Maverick Million-Dollar Majors. Yeah, Maverick Million-Dollar Major. I like calling it Fambi because that's the code name for it. Okay. But Ethan will get mad at me. So tell everyone uh, all about that one. Yeah, so you can play in a trivia game through FanBeat um, to win up to $2 million. Usually how these work is you have to get every question right while watching the broadcast, I believe. It's like a it's yeah. an interactive experience through the FanBeat app. Right, because sometimes there's historical questions, mm-hmm. as in like who designed the golf course. Mm-hmm. That would be who? Who would that be? Give you, give you guys a freebie. Albert Warren Tillinghast. Right, and then Simon Diddle say, on the 16th hole, will Xander make birdie? Mm-hmm. And then you can't rely on your past knowledge. You have to use intuition and stuff like this. Yep, so go to play.fanbeat.com slash channels slash million dollar majors. That seems like a long yeah, URL. Well, Maybe I'll general, get you a better gen- one in a little bit. All right, so here's the deal. If you want the bag, go go find our post 
it's in the community and uh, it's also on Instagram, I believe. And like the post, follow Callaway Golf, tag three golfing buddies, and the bag can be yours. That's for the bag. Yes. All right. So I'll tag you, Joel Klatt, and uh, Shane Bacon. <laughs> Great. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> That'd be a good foursome, though. I would have fun with that. All right. Let's get back to these other questions because uh, there's lots of them. Uh, Pete, either Jamie or Pete Jaime, wants to know, uh, what would your strategy be if you were playing Wingfoot? You, you've played the golf course. What's your strategy out there? I just got to get it in the fairway. I mean, that's really the critical thing is if you're if you're playing out of the rough, it's going to be a long, long day. So it's whatever you need to to get it in the fairway. And then from there, I think, you know, it's really it's a it's a great ball strikers course. I mean, you have to, again, like we said, the, the greens are so contoured and so segmented that it's not OK just to hit it to the right segment of the green if you're wanting to score. So I think it's one of those things where you've got to be you've got to hit it in the fairway. You got to be a good ball striker. Yeah, you're gonna get yeah. yourself in trouble out here. So you got to have a good short game, and then you got to be able to putt. So it's yeah, yeah, you got to have it all. Yeah, we've we, we have a friend. I won't mention him who's a member there because I don't want people to call him and like ask for a tea time. And he was nice enough to take me out there probably three or four years ago. And on the first hole, I hit a, a good shot. and ended up in that front left bunker, and okay. and and the flag was really far away. And the caddy we had who who'd been there forever, um, and and I was told by our our member friend like, listen to this guy. Do not think just do what he says um he goes you have no idea what you're running into and he told me to aim something like 30 or 35 feet away from where the the whole location was uh do i still have to say whole location i don't have to anymore i'm gonna say where the pin was and um i hit this bunker shot and it went sort of in that direction and this thing just kept going and going i'm like oh my goodness and that was not even when they were at like championship speed so uh i think it's going to be pretty it's going to be pretty crazy like like what's the difference skill to put it into context, you know, some of your courses have hosted playoff events recently. You know, you you, you don't like to talk about how, how your golf courses are always hosting tournaments, but I like to because I'm your your hype guy. But like compared to like Boston, where you design that golf course as well, like what's the difference between a stock bunker shot there and a stock bunker shot at a U.S. Open set up to Wingfoot? Well, I think the bunkers at Wingfoot are, are deeper. I mean, you, you've got a situation where you're you're way down below the surface of the green because all the greens are built up in the air. And that was just part of what Tillinghast believed. Again, he was just sort of a, a controlled shot to a tightly guarded green was I think one of his quotes about when it came to Wingfoot. And so it's, they're just these little plateaus sitting up in the air. And if you miss it, you're either down in the rough or you're down in a bunker. So I think the depth of these bunkers is, is definitely different than what we were able to do at TPC Boston. And I, but I think the preparation of these bunkers will be similar to what they have in tour events. So I don't think you're going to get any funky lies or any sort of, you know, worried about balls plugging because they roll the faces of the bunkers here like they do in australia mm -hmm. like they pack the sand down so the ball hits it and then winds up in the bottom of the bunkers so i don't think you're going to see a ton of, of fried eggs or a lot of difficulty there but just they're really deep can we talk about rough construction a little bit i i'm not super well versed in it but i was reading that in 2006 there was a graduated rough what does that mean i'm assuming it means there's like a few different layers of it and is that always the approach for a major course and then when you go back to like member play is it different than that it is different and you are correct yeah graduated rough was a, a theory put in place by the usga to sort of soften that differentiate a little bit between the the good miss if there is a good miss and a really bad miss so if you miss the fairway by five yards you're in maybe three inch rough and if you miss the fairway by 15 yards you're in five inch rough so I think that was the thought process there. They do have a graduated rough uh, this year, except on a few of the holes, the short par fours, six and 11. 
I think the rough is consistent, you know, four to five inches all the way along the, the golf hole. And uh, yeah, when the members play here, they do not have graduated rough. They just have the, the entirety of the rough cut down a little bit shorter than, than they do for a U.S. Open. So it's probably, I think on average, it's probably three inches, three and a half inches throughout the entire golf course, but it's not graduated. No, that would that would uh, you know definitely change kind of the whole the whole outlook of it. I kind of like the graduated rough, um, just because to to your point, the two misses. But one of the things you know, some of the players have been saying things, and you said they're saying all the right things. Just how much they love the golf course, how it's right in front of them. Um, call one eight hundred hands designs if you want to have that done to your golf course. Do you have that number yet? I use it all the time, and I don't think that's your number. I don't know where that call goes. All right. Well, someone's getting a lot of calls, but but I do think that it you know setup in U.S. Opens. I don't know if you've heard this. Gail has been an issue in the past. There's there's been sometimes when people have said that maybe they haven't set it up right. Is there any way possible that they could mess this one up? Because this one seems like like even I could go set this one up and it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it's going to deal with the agronomy. And it's just, you know, you, these greens, if they get away from you, I mean, if they're too firm and too fast or they bake out, I mean, you're going to have some really low humidity, wind, it's not windy, but breezy, high sun. Although, crazy enough, we're getting the smoke from the fires out in California. I mean, we've got yeah. like an haze yeah. over, over the, and that's going to last all through the weekend. I, just, I was listening to the USGA has a weather guy and he was talking about that sort of, keeping the sun not direct a lot of direct sunlight so you you could lose the greens which if you did that that would be a really bad outcome for everybody here i don't think that's going to happen i think they're cognizant of the fact that you know that they're going to take care of that but that would be i think the only place where this could go sideways and i don't anticipate that's going to happen do you have do you- any insight to any like potentially new hole locations? Because that's also part of you know the green restorations, the options, more options for the USGA. Do you know of any that you think could be really sneaky? Yeah, I think I don't know what they're going to use, but I know the the ones that we were able to create that I think would have the biggest impact would probably be on the fifteenth green. Uh, there's some really cool back hole locations that never existed before. So I think those, uh, one green has always been the most challenging green on the entire golf course by uh, restoring it and recapturing the space around the edges. We now have some, some new hole locations to the far left and the far right. So I think those will get used. So I think those two greens in particular would be the ones I'd be watching for on TV. It would be one and 15 uh, to see where they can where they can use those and then i'm hopeful throughout the entire golf course that you know they have different opportunities it, it's crazy to think i think there are only like 14 or 15 guys who played here in 2006 who are playing here now so it's not like any of these guys are going to have you know course knowledge or feel like okay they've, they've got to relearn the greens it's right. so few of them yeah even though one thing about wingfoot is when the playoffs are always in the new york new jersey area there's always that outing uh that one of the companies has on the monday after so i think a lot of people have actually played it not as many as played it since you've gotten your hands on it and been able to kind of enhance it, as Lex would say. <laughs> All right, Patrick Spinney wants to know, what type of grass is on the greens and what speed, I love this part, what speed are they generally in the first round and then will it change and get faster by the last round? Hmm. So the, the greens are bent grass and poa mixture, primarily a lot more poa than bent, but there is a mixture in there, which was part of the original. We actually picked up the grass off of the, the old greens, put it off to the side, 
rebuilt the greens and then put the grass back down on top. So it's that's one of the cooler things about it is they look old. Even though the construction underneath it is brand new, they really look old. And I think you're going to see stimp readings between 12 and a half and 13, and I think that will be consistent from Thursday through Sunday. I don't think they want to get much faster than that. What will change is they'll get progressively firmer. I think that's the goal is that they'll just try and get them to be firmer. So on Sunday, they're going to be really, really rock hard. How do you think uh, people adjust for that then? You know, if they're if they're going to see see it roll a little bit faster or differently throughout the course of the week. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. I mean, these guys are so good at it. Uh, I heard, I can't remember who said it, but one of the players said, you know, spin control is going to be really important mm-hmm. uh, this week because they're, they're still a little bit grabby. There's still some moisture in them. I think, you know, you'll see tomorrow balls will still stop. Uh, they may not spin back, but they should definitely stop. And then I think as they progress, you're going to see less of that. You know, the, you know, take that first bounce and then they're going to skid a little bit and, and run out. So they're going to have to, it's, it's a big part of the game is them figuring out how to react to these conditions. And obviously the best player who can do that, I think is going to have a really good chance to win. Yeah. Our guy, Kevin Sullivan says, whoever puts the best on the greens will hold the trophy on Sunday. I don't disagree. Totally fair. Absolutely agree. Yeah, our guy, Johnny Rodriguez says, whoever has the lowest score will uh, hold the trophy on Sunday. <laughs> good job, J-Rod. <laughs> Thanks, that was pretty J-Rod. smart. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> All right, a couple more with Gil Hans. We mm-hmm. have him for about eight or nine more minutes because I'm sure you have something better to do um, <laughs> than, than yap with us. Uh, what other golf courses are you working on? Because as I look at the U.S. Open and upcoming U.S. Open events, they might as well just say brought to you by Hans Design Group, 1-800-HANS-DESIGNS, because you got, you got the Country Club, we got LACC. What else we have coming up in, in your world? Uh, so we're working right now, just wrapping up a big sort of similar restoration projects that we did here at Wingfoot at uh, Baltus Roll on the lower course, which will host the 29th nice. championship and uh, Oakland Hills South, which does not have a, any major championships slated for it now, but we're hopeful that, you know, after the work is done there, that they'll get some love from one of the organizations. So mm-hmm. we're excited about both of those. I think they're, they're transformational and kind of like what we did here and what we were able to do at Marion and other places. So, yeah, we're, we're really lucky on the, as it relates to that. We're going to actually head out your way, uh, starting master plans for Lake Merced and uh, Olympic Club. So you are? We'll be doing yeah. Work up in North. Shall we? Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go so, up and visit you then in the Bay Area. That'd be great. Yeah, we're <laughs> excited to do some. Uh, you know, obviously, Los Angeles Country Club is a great project for us, and it's yeah. nice to yeah. work on another project in California. Good. Well, there's other California projects I'd like you to work on. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I have a couple in my back pocket I'd, I'd really like you to work on. All right, we got a couple more questions here. Uh, Tim Bishop, in your opinion, two questions here. Best hole to watch, and what's the hardest hole to play? Best hole to watch is probably 10, the par 3. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just that iconic. I hate that word, but it is. It's just iconic. It's it's really a great, great golf hole and a little a lot of fun to watch. It's really requires a precise shot into it. A uh, hardest hole to play will probably be 16. 16 is a you know big dog leg left. Uh, ground's fallen a little bit over to the right side. A lot of trees in, on the inside of the dog leg. So if you you know and it's 500 and. 10 yards or something like that so it's it's a long hole i think and 17's going i mean the finishing holes yeah, are low. Eight, I think 18's going to play hard too yeah i mean 16 17 and 18 are going to be bears and i think tomorrow they're going to play into the wind 
but then I think the wind is going to switch around, so they'll actually mm. play downwind mm. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they'll a little bit of that'll come off, and then probably uh, the other hole that's always is, t- is three, the par three, two hundred and forty-three yards and uphill, and we'll more than likely be playing into the wind Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What would you hit so on that, Lex? Two forty-three, two forty-three uphill into the wind. What do you hit? <laughs> Driver. Yeah, I, I would lay up. I'd probably go seven iron and then hit my wedge. Uh, Billy Casper. I know. That's open. He laid up all four days mm-hmm. in front of a par all four days. So yeah. it's not a bad strategy. A lot of people say Billy Casper and I have a lot in common. Really? No. No one's ever <laughs> said that. No one's ever said that. All right. We got one what? more here, right? One more question um, from Lane on YouTube. How or what makes Winged Foot such a hard course? Uh, I think it's it's probably the quintessential American Parkland course: narrow fairways, thick rough, small targets. You know that that don't offer a lot of forgiveness if you miss them. And I think then ultimately at the end, the the final hammer is that you know the greens themselves are so sloped and so intricate and so brilliant in my mind that. Uh, so like I said earlier, you got to have all the facets of your game clicking. It doesn't if one of them's not working, you're going to struggle out here. So I think it's the combination of all of those things. And I think as you know, when when a lot of times when you design a new golf course, the client is dictating. Okay, we'd like this, we'd like that. This is well. When the New York Athletic Club uh, did this golf course back in the 1920s, they wanted a champ. They wanted a hard golf course. And so Tillinghast felt like, okay, if that's what you want, we can build hard, and, mm-hmm. and he did. Yeah, because sometimes I remember you've worked for people who say, like, I want a waterfall here on 17, and I want this, and I want that. But that's for a book (laughs) someone else is writing. All right. Uh, Matt Dawson, what course was your first enhancement to host a major championship? Uh, Winged foot. This is it. This is the first. I mean, men's major championship. Yeah. This this is the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'd like to think that the Olympic course in Rio is maybe someday considered a major, but uh, yeah, this is the first one. Do you have Do you have shirts printed up? No. For the cavemen yet? <laughs> no. We're yeah, we're more t-shirt and hoodie kind of guys. We're yeah, but no there, there could be a great t-shirt that says could be enhance enhancing majors with hands spelled the right way. Okay. We'll think about that. We right. know a few never, designers. Yeah, we have some designers. I have a great hashtag I could put on it, too, that uh, I think you would really enjoy. <laughs> so we'll work on that. All right, Gil. We're going to let you get back to uh, drawing up plans for West Coast golf courses. Yeah. I still want you to come do the seventh green at my place. That thing needs to be completely imploded. <laughs> potato chip? The potato oh, chip. The yeah. I can please take the potato chip away. I've played it a couple of times, and I don't it, need it, to see it It was again. particularly dumb this past weekend. Oh, no. Particularly dumb. So. Well, congratulations on your uh, your net club Thank championship. You. That Thank was you. fantastic. Yeah, what's weird, what's weird is I haven't even worn the T-shirt yet that says that uh, <laughs> I did. We, we did have a good joke the other day. Paige and I went to uh, – we went to pick uh, Harper up some uh, Chipotle and right next to it. And, and Paige is into golf. You know, she plays, but she's not into all, like, the golf retailers. And one of the mm. golf retailers is there that says club champion. Oh, and, man. And we were joking. Like, we should just stand there and take a picture. Oh, my god! But gosh. we didn't. We didn't. So it was a little dark. Sun was the wrong way. We'll go back <laughs> another day. That's Gil Hance. He's going to be – you're going to be there all week? Uh, Thursday, Friday. I think I'll go home and watch it on TV. Excellent. I'll be watching it on TV. Uh, not with you this year, unfortunately, but – uh, maybe I'll just call you for seven hours and talk in your ear to make it kind of feel like uh, like a U.S. Open for you. Like home. But then I can hang up on you at least this time around as opposed to I couldn't do that before That's I true. had to listen. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And it was thanks, forced. Guys. All right. Thanks, Gil. Thanks, Gil. Gil Hans. 
joining us from uh, Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. So you want to give your pick? I gave mine, Lex. Well, you said Xander. Yeah. I mean, I would. Because he's going to win. I would love to see Phil win. Well, that's the Hollywood US ending. Open. That's the that Hollywood that story. is the Hollywood ending, you know. And it's too bad that it couldn't be on Father's Day, but um, yeah. you know. Did you did you see the ha- the Sam uh, Harrop song? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I saw the tweet. It. I retweeted it. I promoted it. I just haven't you didn't watched watch it? it yet. Hold on. I, I've been doing Hold some research. Time out. Time out. When you retweet something. You retweet it without watching oh, it to know no. if it's good that you could be like giving I've your... watched other Sam Harrop videos and I'm very confident that he made a great song about Phil. Well, I'm not did. don't I'm not gonna you Wait, know. but I wanna get back to this. So you, you just retweet stuff without even like no, seeing if it's any good. Usually. Well you did. This was a one off. This is the only time that's happened. I'm being brand supportive. I get it, but just like it's it's like two minutes long. <sighs> I will go watch it so All that right. I make sure that I didn't endorse well, something thing that is, I don't Well, good thing enjoy. is we have a meeting at 4.15, and now we're going to take we're gonna start the meeting at 4.17, so we can all watch the video together. Oh, man. Okay. we got to watch this thing. It was pretty I'm good. Go check that it. out, everybody. Uh, make sure you check out all our podcasts. We didn't mention much, but we'll talk about it now. The CB Wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if we're allowed to show that, but I guess we are. Uh, the the CB Wedge, um, I, I borrowed two. And nice. used to use them over the weekend, and they're freaking incredible. <laughs> and so, now they're so, now they're club champions, yes, common net, common net. But what was funny was like one of the the THPers, I don't know which one, like wrote and asked me for like a what's in the bag. Oop. Like it's like you put up a picture, like hey, this happened, and immediately a THPer is like, what's in your bag? And oh, it's yeah. just like it's just kind of funny. I wonder, like I have to ask, like. I don't know. Maybe that's how they say hi. Hey, what's in your Maybe bag? Maybe it is. But either way, um, so I listed the wedges as a joke. I just put prototype. Nice. And and then like I got like three messages. Like, well, can you explain? I'm can you sure tell us something about did. this? So so the prototype mystery is up. It's the uh, it's the CB wedge. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. Launching soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we already announced them. Yeah, but in uh, later in, in the stores. week you get them. Yeah, later in the week. Yeah, later in the week. In but stores. go 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 try them. Um, it, it's it's simplified it for me because mm-hmm. it's only one grind. Yes. And, and again, as I say all the time, I play only on Kakuya. So the the, the, <laughs> the lies, you got to go like straight down, straight up and be able to just do, um, you know, but but to me and where, where Dinev sold me on it was it blends in with my Apex Irons perfectly. Right. It, it looks like I go from the A wedge to another gap wedge or something that would be uh, in that set. So yeah. I'm not good enough to hit a blade iron. Why would I be good enough to hit a blade wedge from 100 yards? It's funny because... Oh, oh look, look at this. Good it's job, funny Trevor. because I actually hadn't really thought of that before we started talking about it as a marketing team. You know, yeah. like I just assumed that I would play, you know, a PM grind or a draws right. wedge or whatever. But this is this is a happy medium between um, between the two. It's got the jaws grooves and it's got a little bit more forgiveness yeah. for someone like me who's a higher handicapper. And, and in part two of this podcast, I'll go through shot by shot of the weekend. But there was like <laughs> two shots I hit with this thing yeah. that were just as good as any tour wedge nice. from, from really really short sighted like. Bad miss, short-sighted, tough mm-hmm. Kakuya lie, and they perform great too. So it does all that. Uh, I thought that the Callaway Crate piece really summed it up. Mm-hmm. Taking the forgiveness of Maverick Max, the high toe, and the um, all over the the face groove of the PM grind, and the jaws wedge, and you put it all together, and you have you take the guesswork out of your short game. You know it's yeah. flashing, which means it's our time to go. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Right, who we do you have on, wrap uh, who do you have on girls and golf next week? On girls and golf next week, we'll hopefully have um, one of our staffers who's actually out in Fallbrook at Vista Valley. Her name is Kim Coleman. Nice. She just won a huge award. She she's did. not just one of our staffers. She did. I know. She's 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 the staffer of the moment right yeah. now. But we'll talk about it on the podcast. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. We're going to do one of these next week. I don't know who we're going to have. I don't even know when we have time to well, do it. Well, we also had Lisa Longball on the girls and golf this week, and she's awesome. So check it out. It comes out today. I was going to say, that's, is that out yet? Or is that's that out? today. Okay. It, uh, well, it, should, it will be today. 
Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so we have that, and uh, I think we're going to have uh, we potentially are going to have a tour pro on with us next week for a few minutes. I think that's a good option. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Lex. Thanks, Gil mm-hmm. Hance. Thanks, and Gil. We will see you guys next week on the Callaway Golf Podcast.